Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled that you're listening this morning. Well, I'm in the studio with Brett, a student here at Fort Lewis College, and we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving as it's coming up this Thursday. So, Brett, what is it that you're most thankful for right now? I am most thankful this Thanksgiving for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I am thankful for all of the awesome people in my life right now. I'm definitely growing closer to God with them. I'm also thankful for the great state of Colorado and for the ability to pursue God and his creation. It's good to hear that Brett is thankful for all that God is doing in his life and for being here in this wonderful place at Fort Lewis College in this wonderful state of Colorado, being able to enjoy God and his creation. One of the first times Brett and I ever hung out was in God's creation up at Ice Lake. We had a great camping trip up there and a wonderful time enjoying the mountains and the lake and all that God's created. I hope you're thankful for the beautiful, beautiful place that we live in because so many people never get to experience what we get to experience here. It really is an amazing place to live. Last night, a bunch of the students were with us for a huge student Thanksgiving celebration. We do this every year. So last night, we had nearly 100 people for this incredible Thanksgiving dinner. I'm glad we found a place other than my house because it would never have fit in my house. And then afterwards, we spent a little bit of time just talking about what each of us were thankful for. Of course, students were thankful for family, thankful for friends. Many discussed how they were so thankful for what God has been doing in their lives, just like you heard from Brett. Many, many students have begun relationships with Christ this semester here at Fort Lewis College, and many were so thankful that God began a relationship with them this semester. Many others were thankful that they've grown, thankful that God has kept them from getting into all sorts of bad situations that happen to so many when they come to college. Many were thankful for true friends and thankful for a break after 12 weeks of school. I think everybody here is ready to get a week off where they don't have to think about papers and exams and all that. I am assuming that if you're a college student, you're excited for the break. And if you're not, you wish you were a college student getting a whole week off. But no matter who you are, I hope that you're thankful today as well. Last night as we concluded our Thanksgiving dinner, I was just full of joy about all God's done in my life this year and all the students' lives. We really have so much to be thankful for. And I think sometimes it's easy to start looking at life and asking what if, thinking, man, things could be better. What if I had more money? What if I had fewer problems? What if this issue wasn't in my life? All these different types of things. And I think it's important for us always to remember what we're thankful for. A lot of times when I talk to people and they ask me how to deal with depression and things like that, well, there are a lot of places to start on that problem and on others like it. But one of the most fundamental is just to constantly remind myself of all that I have to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. And it's easy to lose sight of that and to get sidetracked by my circumstances, to get sidetracked by whatever I happen to be feeling day to day. But I really do have so much to be thankful for. 
with that in mind, I kind of wanted to start out the show with a few quotes about thankfulness. And if you've listened to The God Solution for a few years, you'll remember that every Thanksgiving I like to review the history of Thanksgiving and I like to revisit some of these quotes about Thanksgiving. So you might hear some quotes that you've heard before this morning, but they're great quotes to come back to. One quote by William A. Ward says, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you? I think it's so important that we remember each day to be thankful for all that God has given us. G.K. Chesterton, who is this incredible author who spoke over a 100 years ago, things that are so relevant to us today, said, when we were children, we were grateful to those who filled our stockings at Christmas time. Why are we not grateful to God for filling our stockings with legs? An incredible statement that's so true. When we hiked to Ice Lake, I kept thinking to myself, this hike is strenuous and we were hiking in the dark and it was cold and I was kind of hanging back with a student that was really struggling to make it up the mountain. And with all those difficulties, I kept being reminded about how thankful I was that I could actually be on that trail. There are so many people that don't have the ability to even do something like that. And that's what GK is reminding us of there, that we have so much to be thankful for. He also said, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. An attitude of gratitude, as it's been called, is probably one of the greatest sources of happiness that we could ever imagine. We all deal with problems in our daily lives, but having a thankful attitude reminds us of all that we have to be joyful for. Frank A. Clark said, If a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. Isn't that true? There's an Estonian proverb that says, Who does not thank for little will not thank for much. And Henry Ward Beecher said, The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but let the thankful heart sweep through the day, and as the magnet finds the iron, so it will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. Of course, I mentioned it a minute ago, the author's unknown, but we've all heard the quote that gratitude is the best attitude, and it really is true, as trite as it sounds. With all those quotes being said, my encouragement to you as we start out the show today, is to take a few seconds right now to remember all that you have to be thankful for. You have so much. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, the fact that you're alive today, the fact that you live in this wonderful place, many other things as well, should give you plenty to be thankful for. So I hope as we approach Thanksgiving that you'll have a thankful heart. And as we remember the thankfulness that we have this time of year, I would encourage you to remember who to be thankful to. A lot of times people just try to brush over the God component. We think that what we have and what we accomplish comes through our own strength and abilities. And we fail to realize that everything is a gift that we've been given. My health, my abilities, they all lie far outside of my control. I was recently talking to someone who said that he was God, and it's been a long time since I had someone say such an arrogant thing in conversation, and I said, really? And he said, yeah, I'm God. I'm God. 
God, by definition, is someone who creates the future. And I create my own future, therefore I'm God. And I said, well, are you able to prevent getting sick in the future? <laughs> and this person said, I guess I'm not. <laughs> I said, are you able to prevent somebody doing something destructive to you in the future, like crashing into your car? I guess I'm not. Are you able to predict what's going to happen with the economy and ensure that you don't lose all your money in the future? I guess I'm not. I think he quickly realized that he really isn't the God that he thought he was, sovereign over his future like he thought he was. But just like the rest of us, he was completely at the mercy of the future. Whatever you have, you've been given by God. And this is a great time to thank him, not just to thank randomness, but to thank him for all that you've been given. Well, like always, I want to get into the history of this incredible celebration and holiday because lately Thanksgiving has had a bit of a bad rap and the PC movement and all these different things have given Thanksgiving quite the bad reputation. And I kind of wanted to clear that this morning and discuss what is so incredible about this holiday. So the Mayflower left Plymouth, England in September of 1620 and arrived at Cape Cod in November of that same year. 100 of the 102 passengers that set out arrived safely. My wife's family actually claims to descend from one of the passengers of the Mayflower, and she can prove it. We've been on Ancestry.com to trace our family trees. It's quite awesome doing that. It is estimated that about 10% of Americans today can trace their ancestry back to the Mayflower, so it is exciting that she can do that, but not that others couldn't as well. A lot of us could trace our ancestry back to the Mayflower. I sure can't. My relatives came over in the 1800s, in the mid-1800s, so I can't trace it that far back. But the spring after those pilgrims arrived, they met Squanto. They barely survived the first winter, and they had all sorts of trouble. And in the spring, they met Squanto, a Pawtuxet tribal member, who taught them how to survive and helped them achieve peace with the Wampanoag tribe of that area. The Mayflower's pilgrims made peace with the Wampanoag tribe's chief, Massasoit. William Bradford and the pilgrims invited the Wampanoag tribe to celebrate an autumn harvest together in 1621, and that is regarded as the first Thanksgiving celebration in this country. That first Thanksgiving dinner consisted of some wild fowl that the pilgrims had hunted and five deer provided by the Wampanoag tribe. There weren't pies or other sweets. They didn't have sugar at the time with them. And so they basically were eating what they had gotten from the land. Yesterday, my wife and I joined our beautiful daughter Eliana with the rest of our kids at Eliana's school where they had a Thanksgiving feast and they required that everyone bring dishes that would have been in line with what these pilgrims ate. So I brought some elk, others brought elk. There were a lot of dishes like that. There was no turkey, no pies, but it was a great feast that we got to share together. Historians recognize earlier Thanksgiving celebrations, even though that 1621 celebration is credited as the first, specifically here in this country. Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Avila held a Thanksgiving celebration and thankfulness to God in what is now Florida in 1565. And British explorer 
Martin Forbisher held a Thanksgiving celebration and Thanksgiving to God in what is now Canada in 1578. And this is the celebration that's recognized as the first one in Canada. Other British explorers held a Thanksgiving celebration and thankfulness to God in what is now Virginia on December 4th, 1619. But the commonly accepted first Thanksgiving in this country is the Thanksgiving celebration between the pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe in 1621. And so the next Thanksgiving celebration was proclaimed again by Governor Bradford and held two years later in 1623. And after several days of fasting and prayer during a time of drought, these Thanksgiving celebrations began to be celebrated on a more frequent basis. Uh, That peace treaty that they had with the tribe of that time was respected for 50 years until Chief Massasoit's death. But unfortunately, afterwards, the Wampanoag tribe began warring against the pilgrims who had been encroaching on their land, who in turn fought back destroying many of the tribe's population. That, I think, is where we start to see some of the historical bad rap. We start to see Thanksgiving in the context of the atrocities that these European settlers carried out against the Native Americans. And those atrocities really were absolutely terrible. What is wonderful to remember is the short period of peace that was the context for that first Thanksgiving celebration. That was an incredible time. And I wish that that period of peace epitomized the rest of our history as a nation. And we all know, unfortunately, that it did not epitomize the rest of our history as Americans. And we know that there are many atrocities carried out against Native Americans here in this country. And kind of just backing up from that for a second, a lot of times those atrocities are attributed to Christians, and that is not the right thing to do. We know that these Christians right off the bat had peace with the tribes, and we know that according to Scripture, the first and second greatest commandments are to love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love my neighbor as myself. When these atrocities began, there was no loving their neighbor as themselves. And so I would say these people that carried out those atrocities, unfortunately, were not true Christians. They were not doing what Jesus said was the second greatest command. They were not loving their Native American neighbors as themselves. And that was tragic. But still, as uh American that came from European descent, I want to say that I am sorry on behalf of all the atrocities attributed to the Europeans that the Europeans carried out against those Native Americans. And as a Christian, I want to say that's not what God ever would have wanted. He commands his followers to love others and to bless them and to pray for them, not to do what so many did against the Native Americans. And so I'm very sorry for that period of our history. And as I look back, I wish that the period that was the context of that first Thanksgiving, the peace that existed then, would have epitomized the rest of our history. Christ tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And even though many of those colonists claim to be Christians, their disobedience to this fundamental command to love shows that they weren't true Christians. Living in an area with tremendous Native American tradition and being at a college that has survived 
with such an incredible, diverse community with so many Native Americans, I want to reiterate how terrible those atrocities were and how they weren't true Christianity at all. That first Thanksgiving should be seen as a small bright spot in a dark part of our history, and it's something that should be celebrated unabashedly today. Thanksgiving celebrations were held in different areas and at different times for 166 years after that until 1789, and in 1789, President George Washington gave the first national Thanksgiving proclamation, encouraging Americans to be thankful for victory in the Revolutionary War and the U.S. Constitution. Thanksgiving continued to be celebrated at different times in different areas for the next 74 years until 1863, at which point President Lincoln established the national Thanksgiving holiday on the final Thursday of each November. He did this in the middle of the Civil War in an attempt to unite the North and South in a common celebration of thankfulness, and I'm glad he did it. The last Thursday of 1939, however, fell on November 30th, leading President Roosevelt to move the date back a week so Christmas retail sales wouldn't suffer, further hurting the already struggling U.S. economy in the famous Depression. And many people were angered by this and termed it Franksgiving. I think that's kind of where some of the materialism of Thanksgiving began, and it's maybe where we saw it starting. I heard that already people are camping out a week ahead of time before the Black Friday sales. This is incredible. I know that a lot of these retail outlets are going to be open beginning on Thanksgiving morning, I've heard. This is crazy. So instead of maintaining an attitude of thankfulness and celebrating thankfulness, we're turning it into a holiday of Greed and selfishness, the exact opposite of what it should be. But we see the roots of that going back to the 30s and Franklin Roosevelt. Sounds a bit like this year's Black Friday, and it's quite the bummer. Finally, in 1941, the United States Congress changed the official date for Thanksgiving to the currently observed fourth Thursday of each November. Thanksgiving over the years has been a symbol of peace between Native Americans and European settlers, freedom from British oppression, unity in the midst of the Civil War, and provision during the Great Depression. Those are great, great things to be thankful for. And Thanksgiving doesn't deserve the bad rap that some have given it. It's a great time of remembering all that we have to be thankful for. And that's what it's always been in this country. Now, as Christians, we're also called to live thankful lives. And so I'm going to get into some of the scripture in the Bible that describes how we should be thankful to God. But before that, in case you're just tuning in, this is The God Solution on KDUR, 91.9 and 93.9 FM in Durango and KDUR.org online. Thanks so much for listening. We're talking about Thanksgiving today and we've discussed some of the history of Thanksgiving, and now we're going to talk a little bit about what the Bible says about Thanksgiving. Scripture tells us to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever, to give thanks to the Lord and to call on his name, to make known among the nations what he has done, to give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness, to give thanks to him and to praise his name, to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever, to give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds, and thanks be to God, for his indescribable gift. The psalmist declares, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. 
O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. You are my God and I will give you thanks. You are my God and I will exalt you. Scripture warns that not giving thanks results in becoming futile, foolish, and darkened and reminds us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts to which indeed we were called in one body to be thankful. We're told to let the word of Christ richly dwell within us with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, Scripture says, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. So thanksgiving for the Christian should be a lifestyle. There should not be an hour that goes by where I'm not reminding myself of all that I have to be thankful for. That not a minute goes by where I'm not expressing that gratitude to God. It's also wonderful to take a day out of the year to focus on Thanksgiving. So it should be a lifestyle, but I'm glad that we also celebrate it each year over this holiday. This is such a special holiday. I grew up all around the world as a missionary kid, and most other countries don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So it was always so exciting to celebrate this holiday when we were away. I remember looking for turkeys in Romania, and we couldn't find them. We had to find some farmer off in the boonies that had turkeys to sell us so that we could have a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. But anyway, Scripture tells us to magnify God with Thanksgiving in Psalm 6930. And my wife Erin, the theologian in the family, describes it this way. When I magnify God through Thanksgiving, I remind myself of all that I have to be thankful for, and as I remind myself of all that I have to be thankful for, my view of God gets larger and larger and larger because I'm reminding myself of all he's done for me. So my ability to trust him and my view of him gets larger and larger as I'm thankful to him. So that's what scripture means when it says magnify God with thanksgiving. It's not that I'm actually making him bigger because he's already perfect and he's already greater than anything. But in my own mind, I magnify my view of him when I'm thankful. And I realize that he really is greater than any of my circumstances or problems when I maintain an attitude of thankfulness. That's what it means to magnify God with thanksgiving. Similarly, as God is magnified in my own mind, through my own thankful attitude, my own view of my own situations and my own problems becomes smaller and smaller because my view is on God rather than on my problems. This world is messed up. There are problems in relationships. There are stresses in life, economic issues, political conflicts and wars, uncertainty about the future. All these things leave us so desperate and needy. And if I want to ever get past the stress and anxiety that is so prevalent today, the depression that's so prevalent today, it starts with magnifying God with thanksgiving, getting to a point where I see him greater than my own problems, where I'm thankful to him, and through that thankfulness, I view him as larger than the issues that I'm facing. So as we think about that, and as I wrap up the show, I want to ask you to magnify God with thanksgiving right now. So take a few seconds and ask yourself, what are you most excited about this Thanksgiving? And as you think about that, really consider 
What are you truly thankful for? And I hope as you consider what you're truly thankful for, that you'll consider things more than just possessions that are all going to be lost in the end anyway. That you'd really think about your relationships. That you'd really think about what God has done for you so that you could even be here today. And that you'd be thankful for the big things that we have. With all the problems here in this country, and there are so many issues that bring me so much pain, things like abortion, when we realize that in this country we are legally murdering a million children a year, this is one of the saddest things that I could imagine. I wake up every day with deep, deep sadness about that issue. Yet, I am so thankful to be an American because the framework laid down by our founding fathers has created a society that has produced more good than any society in history. And literally, I think it gives us the framework for legally getting past things like abortion that bring me pain. And I love how so many people that have even been on this show, people like Lila Rose and people like Abby Johnson and several of these people that are fighting the pro-life fight, Dan Anguise, my dear friend, others that have come on the show, I'm thankful that they're taking a stand within the framework of this nation to bring justice to those who don't have it currently. But it's that framework that I'm so thankful for, that we live in a country that respects each person as made in the image of God and as having rights given by God that not even the state can take away. I'm so thankful, even though sometimes I look around and see so much to be frustrated with. So as you think about what you're thankful for, I pray that you'd also remember who to be thankful to. Because ultimately, you should be thankful to your friends, your family, all these other people around you. But ultimately, no one has anything except for what they've been given from God. And he deserves our ultimate thanks. So I pray that you'd be thankful to God. And I pray that you'd ask yourself how to show that thankfulness. When you're with friends and family and relatives this Thanksgiving, I hope that you'll be thankful to them and express that to them in real and authentic ways. And I also hope that you'd be thankful to God and express that to him in a real way. You could express your thankfulness to God by beginning a relationship with him if you never have. By saying, Jesus, I know you are who you say you are, and I realize that you died on the cross for my sins, and I am so thankful for what you've done for me. Today, I put my faith and my trust in you, and I ask you to come into my life and to be my Savior and my Lord. The Bible says if you take that step, asking him to come into your life, asking him to forgive your sins, confessing him as Savior and Lord, believing that he's done all that he's said he's done for you and that he can offer what he says he can offer you. The Bible says if you take that step, you'll be adopted into his family, given an eternal life with him in heaven. So I hope that if you've never taken that step, that you'll take that step today. That would be the ultimate way to show God your thankfulness. I pray if you have taken that step, that you would continue with an attitude of thankfulness, not just getting comfortable with the status quo and forgetting all that God has done in your life. So as we wrap up the show, what am I thankful for? First and foremost, I'm thankful for my relationship with God that I don't deserve. Simply because Jesus died on the cross for my sins, I can have a relationship with him, and I'm so thankful for that. 
I'm thankful that I'm alive today. What a blessing. I'm thankful for my wife, a gift that gets better every single year. And Aaron, I love you more than I ever have, and I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for Eliana, Kara, and Micah, my beautiful children, the greatest blessings I could imagine for my mom, who's serving God overseas, and for my dad and Chin, for my brother Dave, my brother Alex, my grandparents, my mother and father-in-law, and my brother and sister-in-law, and my nephew and nieces, my cousins, other relatives. I have so many wonderful friends and relatives. I'm thankful for all my friends. I'm thankful for all the supporters that make this ministry possible, for all the students that I get to enjoy life with and grow with. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful that God has given me a purpose in this life. I'm thankful that he meets my needs and for this incredible environment, for all the fun that he gives me. And I'm thankful for this radio station, for Bryant and Mark and John that make this show possible. I'm thankful for so much. Well, as we close out the show, remember there's no connect this week if you're a student. But I would encourage you to visit a local church this morning. Go to GodSolutionShow.com and see a list of local churches. Get all of our previous shows at GodSolutionShow.com and please let us know what you think. I appreciate your comments and questions. Happy Thanksgiving and remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Sunday and happy Thanksgiving. Oh,